Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, wonderful, handsome co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Hello. Okay. I'm not going to pry. Yeah, okay. Why it's just hello? Well, you know, we're doing the bad death today. The metal band death. Yes, death from Florida. Florida, not, ma- Florida man. Yes. Not, not, not from Detroit. Uh, this is every album ever. The, the podcast we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography, uh, more or less, per episode. And today, like Alex just said, we are talking about death, the death metal band death. Man, what a to to claim that name for a band uh, that's like like porn dot com. It's like probably sought after quite a bit. It's this this way off topic, but uh. There's like footage of people playing the Pornhub intro beat, like at school. Really? Like before. Oh, God damn it. This <laughs> ju- oh, fuck kids today. God damn it. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, we all know yeah. it. We yeah. all know it, Alex. Yeah, it's, it's, so, <laughs> anybody uh, says you don't know, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, you shouldn't have bought a porn. But yeah, it's <laughs> a very generic name. And then uh, there is a punk band from Detroit also called Death, which yeah. is why we had to clarify. They came, they were around way before. They're, they're a lot. Uh, well, there's a much more interesting backstory to that. But we're going to do Death first. The one that's. Whatever. You know what? Okay. Anyway, you know, if you like us, you want to suggest an artist, you hate us, who gives a shit? Send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. Also, like, subscribe, share, all the stuff that'll help us quite a bit. Uh, we appreciate it. And we really, really thank you for watching and listening. And uh, yeah, you want to throw a, a candle sponsorship our way? A tea sponsorship? We're not stopping. We, we, we've hinted at this quite a few times. What candle do we have today, Alex? So I got this one at Rite Aid. There's a buy one, get one free sale, a BOGO, I believe. This is called Candlelight, L-I-T-E. Ooh, Candlelight, right? Candlelight Company. Shout out to Candlelight Company. <laughs> and what, what scent is this? What are we enjoying Evening right now? Fireside Glow. Fuck, that's so, that's a great name for a scent. And it, I can smell it from here, obviously. I'm right in front of it. Smell, it's very nice. It's very nice. They, they claim to be in business since... Uh, 1840. Bullshit. No, I don't believe that. No, no fucking way. I mean, I, I like it. I'll still sure. take it. You ah, guys want to yeah. send candles away. I'll still take it. It's very nice. Uh, also, be sure to check out the death playlist on Spotify that we've curated for everyone. It's full of our picks for our favorite death songs. You can find links at everyalbumever.com as well as in the descriptions of wherever you're listening or watching. And, uh, you know, go back. We have playlists for all the episodes. We spent a cool 20 minutes putting together Countless songs of all the things that we like or didn't for this show. We listen to a lot of music on here. My goodness. I'm actually started making playlists of like our most hated songs. That would be, why would we do it? We, we always have to listen to the goddamn, I don't, like, <laughs> it's funny because I mentioned this in the past, making these playlists, it like, it reminds you of who you actually enjoyed listening to based on how many songs you can think of that you liked. And some of them I'm like, fuck man, I need nine more songs and it, it's not easy. Sometimes we give ourselves some leeway, like if you guys listen to the Minutemen uh, playlist, because the songs are so short. Right. We were like, fuck it. No. Usually we put a cap, like 10 songs. 10 songs per person, usually. But Minutemen, it's so short that we're like, no cap. Fuck it. 20. Doing whatever we want. Yeah. I did, I don't know, 20 something songs of theirs. Yeah, fuck it. Good band. Good band. And they have a lot of songs. So. Go listen to the Minutemen again. I I, I want to plug the Minutemen in every episode. <laughs> they, they fucking deserve it. God damn it. Uh, so, uh, death. Death 
is one of the pioneers of the death metal subgenre. Uh, they're credited along with Possessed as being Possessed. like yeah, as being the first um, Possessed. Their first album, Seven Churches, came out in '85, I think, and Death's first album didn't come out until '87. Yeah. So I mean, if you're going by year, technically Possessed came first, but Death, the band, sounded a lot more like death metal than, yeah, than possessed i've read nerds say the possessed one is more of like a transitional record where this is like bona fide yeah it's hard to, to deny out of the gate death being death metal like there was nothing quite like it in 87 um i do have one little like little nook of uh like maybe they glossed over it. it's a band I I had a conversation conversation with you about recently. They have they have the first album. It's called Horrified. The name of the band is I keep forgetting the. I'm googling it as we speak. Uh, this album came out uh, very early on. It is basically the first ever grindcore record, and it came out before grindcore existed. It came out kind of before death. Uh, Repulsion. The name of the band is Repulsion. And oh yeah, I think I've seen them live. And Maybe. really, so this album Horrified came out in 1989, and it sounds like grindcore, mm-hmm. and that is crazy. Like that is crazy. Uh, grindcore didn't come around to like you know late like or at least the death metal that we know like you know 91 or 90 mm-hmm. kind of area where things started getting a little little faster and harder to follow. But anyway, back to death, because that's what we're talking about. Uh, 87 was pretty early to be playing shit this aggressive and heavy and then, you know, that's the uh, year of my birth. Um, yeah, I was thinking about the vocals and it's funny because I don't think death has death metal vocals. Really? No, not at all. Like this, the way the genre has like evolved and changed into like the cookie monster oinky yeah. i call them pig vocals because it's like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. it's very guttural now but they all yeah. kind of sound the same yeah I like, I like chuck's vocals a lot and i don't i think they have more in common with black metal than they do death metal i personally. disagree i think elements sure uh overall i think they they definitely kind of kicked off death metal but then veered real quickly mm-hmm. into something a lot better i feel like uh so death was is basically chuck shouldener he's a singer he was the singer guitar player he died in 2001 i believe from cancer which was super sad because well young dude but also he was a man that guy was a, a, a adventurous music writer yeah and yeah i kind of want to save it for like yeah each album um so First album, like I said, 1987. The last album was 1999. Uh, how many albums total? Seven, I believe. Seven. Seven albums. And uh, a bit of a spoiler, I have a long history with Death. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. I, a, I listened to them quite a bit in high school and a little bit after high school. Uh, man, I think they were awesome pretty much beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few, few metal bands where I feel like they just kept getting better. And there was no stopping them until uh, death stopped. Literally, literally yes, death stop. stopped death. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard of this band, um, some kid in high school was talking about them. And I'm assuming he's talking about Moment of Clarity, the song. Mm-hmm. He's like, you guys ever watch Aliens? And then there's the opening part where the robot does the knife 
thing oh, yeah. between the fingers. Yeah, the knife, the knifey prisoner uh, finger game. Yeah, yeah, and normal people are like, and then the robot comes. It's like, he's like, that's what the dude solo sounds like. He's well, I keep saying he is, but he what he was real good, real good. And at the time, it was pretty. For for me, it was pretty mind blowing mm-hmm. stuff. But listening to it now, with all the crazy shit I listen to, it's funny how, like, I, like baseline it is. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, he doesn't need to be better. He's he can play anything he wants. He's not fucking going off the rails with solos all over the place. He he has a very distinct, especially uh, like midway to the end, very mm. distinct style of solo. Uh, I don't know what the name of the scale that he primarily used, but there was like a, it's a very, you know, his solos when you hear him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would, I think he's one of my favorite metal guitar players. He's, he's phenomenal. And uh, like I said, I was a big fan of death growing up and uh, I was a little associated with like the, the small, well, several small, uh, you know, metal scenes in Los Angeles and the ghetto parts of Los Angeles mostly. And I would make friends by playing death solos. Like I would learn death solos and death songs and I wouldn't like go out and like say, Hey, look at me. But like in like passing, I would be playing something like, Holy shit. You like, you like death. And all of a sudden we'd be bonding over death. Speaking of, uh, like East LA hood Mm -hmm. metal. I forget the guy's name. It's so awesome. The new drummer for Lamb of God and El Monte really represent. Hell El, yeah. El Monte. Hell yeah. Shout out to that guy that I don't know his name. So <laughs> a drummer from San Gabriel Valley yeah. is in Lama God. Very nice. I just want to. Yeah, so. yeah. That's like, um, that's like a Robert Chihiro joining Metallica. It's like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck, fuck yeah. yeah. Dude. yeah. And oh, that, that dude, like, oh, by proxy, I get excited when, uh, <laughs> the thing is, I, like, oh, I remember when Robert Chihiro first joined, I was a kid and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't know. It, like, but Man, that dude deserves it. He's so good. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's, yeah. So and we're not talking about Metallica, but anyway, uh, Death was like one of those things where if you know them, we're friends because they are always good. Uh, they, they, um, they never stuck to the same formula. Every album w- had, uh, sort of had its own personality. Every album kind of got a little bit more adventurous, a little bit more technical in certain ways. They just kept growing. And uh, that was usually a good sign of musical taste if you were into Death. Yeah. I, I feel like it was a band I thought was okay, or I would throw on like a few songs from them. But after doing this, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm officially in love. Like, yeah, really? Yeah. That's good stuff. I'm yeah, glad yeah. to hear that. I feel like we're going to agree a lot here. Uh, no, I, maybe not. I shouldn't no, say that. I shouldn't no, fucking no. say that. Uh, <laughs> I do have some, some thoughts. We'll get to it when we start tackling the albums one by one, but there are things I've greatly disagreed with that's with people who like death that's when our friendship breaks down is when we do an album album <laughs> yeah. like on on the top it's great that's why we're friends yeah. but then you get to the, the actual <laughs> yeah the substance yeah we have nothing in common so backstory what you got uh yeah i mean you pretty much covered it this formed in orlando by uh chuck schuldner and uh yeah death metal pioneers um ironically called death because his brother had died and he wanted to turn a negative into a positive. That's that's super sad. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he's kind of always had a unique outlook on life Mm -hmm. and at times a very Florida man outlook on life, but we'll get into that. (laughs) 
when we get into some of these songs. But yeah, he's pretty much the only consistent member. Like I'll rarely bring I'll bring up a few. I'm gonna bring up some guys. I'll bring up a few other members, but really it's 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 him. Um do you know the other band he has? Oh, Control Denied. Yeah, I I'm gonna go and listen to that. But I I heard it. I'm not it's not for me. mm, And it's entirely because of the vocals. Songs are good. I yeah. like the singer. Hate the yeah. singer. Yeah. Well, it's him, I think. Nope. 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 It's a guy it's named not. Tim something. Um, I forget his name. Uh, maybe we'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. When but it's closer to the. But album. yeah, they put out a number of demos and EPs, and he like was moving back and forth between like San Francisco, Orlando, and Canada. He's kind of like all over the place. And then, uh, yeah, that you know, after a few demos and EPs. That brings us into 1987's Scream Bloody Gore. Probably like the shortest song, right? This whole album has their shortest songs. Yeah. Wait, here it is. No, not yet. I jumped the gun. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. And that is a creation of death metal right there. Yeah, yeah. All right, I could hear it. That screech is fucking awesome. But yeah, now met, like death metal, they don't do like they screeches don't. They like don't. that That's anymore. all black metal. Yeah. yeah. Gotta let that song fucking start up. I love this riff so much. Oh, right there. That's a fucking fan maker song. That's a, that riff is a fan maker. <laughs> God damn, it's a good riff. Okay. All right. So it goes on a lot of that. And that's, I I would say, a strong representation of the album. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then this is where the fighting begins. This because this is the game that we play. Oh, no. This is my worst album. No! This no, it's not. Album. It's fucking not. God but damn it. it. But it's not even a bad album. It's not. It's no. not a bad album. But like, I got to pick one, right? The, I got to pick one. Here's the thing. I got to pick one. It's not that I'm angry that this is the worst. I'm angry that something else isn't your worst. That's what I'm mad about. Oh, that, that'll be interesting. Yeah, because, be, because this, I agree with what you said. I feel like they incrementally get better and better. They do. And then so by that logic. By that, for, for enough, by Star Trek. Android logic, yes, this yes. is technically the worst. I don't think it is because the songs are so fucking catchy. Like the first two, okay, this is one thing. I, I think. I what? think also listening to like the whole, like it stood out the least to me. Really, for some reason. So this was the first Death album I heard, which was appropriate well, because it's their first album. Yeah, and I I remember uh, in it was in high school, and uh, someone someone told me to listen to Death, and I was like getting into metal. I was like, fuck it, and I heard that opening song. I was like. I'm on board. I'm on board. And then from that point on, uh, like if I don't know if I would be a fan if that first riff didn't grab me like that. So the thing that I think is deceptive about this album is that it's not super strong. I think it's good. First, it opens with two great songs and closes with three great songs. Zombie Ritual is my favorite track. It's a great song. Um, Also, yeah, maybe because we had like different intros, like the first one I listened to was Humans. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That would explain why. Maybe. Yeah, it's a few albums from now and it's it's a lot better. Interesting note about this album when it was reissued in 2016. Mm -hmm. It actually cracked the Billboard top 200. Shut the fuck up. 
Holy and, shit. Yeah. So that's that, awesome. Yeah. That's fucking awesome that the reissue sold enough to be in like the top 200 yeah. albums. So uh, this one, I didn't realize this until I went back to it. Um, I always thought, cause I know, I think the drummer on this one is the guy who started autopsy mm-hmm. and I always thought the drumming was fine on here. Drumming fucking sucks on here. It also, it's like part of the era. If you're a smaller metal band, you're Bad. double bass drums. So this is going to sound like ass or it's like, just, or non-existent. They're barely yeah. on here. Um, it's not really anyone's fault. It's no. just a sign of the times. It, it for sure is. But I didn't, I remember them being like somewhat impressive and, uh, Going back, man, they are iffy with timing. There is, there's a lot of um, uh, where the tempo is just inconsistent. Where it's so he'll so it'll be a, a slow part, and then they go to the fast part, and instead of just doubling the time, he'll speed up way too much. Mm. So it just sounds like oh, okay, that's that's clearly off, and the the fills are really rushed and they're sloppy, and it's it's just it's over across the board, not great. I guess it's the price you pay when you're uh, changing members. All the fucking time, especially when it's this early on, where you're not, you don't you're have not any clout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess they had some because the the EPs and the the demos, which led to this, but yeah, not as much mm-hmm. as they would receive later on. The the title track, Scream Blade of Gore, uh, I think is one of their best songs. Like even considering all the later stuff, uh, I used to I used to cover that song with. I was in this death thrash band. I was a drummer and I'm not a good drummer. So I goes to show how good the band was. Uh, a drummer is usually a good indicator of how good a band is like in terms of tightness. And we'd cover that song because it was like the only death metal song they I could play because there was no sure. double pedaling involved. Sure. <laughs> but I have an affinity toward that song. I love that yeah. song. Uh, the reissue has a couple bonus tracks. One of them is uh, Beyond the Unholy Grave, which I think is awesome. And then there's one more, which I think is just sort of forgettable, but they, they all sound the same. They all sound, uh, they're all in the same style. There's a, a few land of no return. Okay. Yeah. Is that the yeah, other one the you're one. looking for? Um, they're all good. I mean, they're, they're fine, but like torn to pieces and, you know, zombie ritual and evil dead, they all have riffs that are just so fucking good and everything in between is sort of like, ah, it's an ugly trying to sound aggressive, mean, ugly, like evil kind of riff. And mm-hmm. then it's all right. Also, I was going to save this comment for leprosy, but I guess it applies to this album too. Like what a spoil rotten age of music we're in when these albums, this kind of sound like cookie cutter metal. Mm. I mean, at the time I totally get it. Like yeah, there probably vocals, wasn't man. anything that or very few things that sounded like this, but now it's like it, people have like gone to the well so many times that yeah uh like if a new band came out with this album today it would be this trash yeah. it would be considered trash yeah, yeah. Uh, i really i think i like his vocals on here more than any other album really they, they've sort of little by little gotten more and more like like he's just he's just destroyed them over the years that they've, they've changed for the, for every album here it's so guttural and then the shrieks are so high mm-hmm. it's like the perfect like for perfect uh, extremes in both directions, just uh, it's just it's so fucking cool. And yeah. it comes in, the way they he highlights it like it, as soon as it goes fast, he goes in with that fucking shriek. Oh, it's so cool! It's very cool. Uh, I love shit like this, man. <laughs> but your worst, I disagree. I think it's good, but it has not aged well in a lot of areas. And again, I don't even think it's a bad album. Yeah, it's this that's the name of the game. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, on to the next. Where this is a uh, what? Go ahead. Nineteen eighty-eight leprosy. I don't think we're gonna get to it, but I think this is like the first great guitar solo he does on this song. If it's what I'm thinking of, then yes, because this song is uh, this song is long and it has a million different parts, yep. and they're all cool. If he has multiple guitar solos, I'm talking about every single one. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair. It's hard to define songs in this album by a single riff because they all have so many. And they're all kind of... I don't know. Let's just listen for a It's so ugly. There's there's nothing nice about this this album this riff is so fucking ugly <laughs> i like it i like it a lot but it's so ugly gotta let it go fast baby gotta let it go fast <laughs> gotta hit those peaks and valleys yeah here we go Oh, that's so fucking good. The drums are so much better. <laughs> Perfect timing on these drums. Well, now they have some clout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alright, okay. Let's talk. So, this one's a little more refined, I would say. For sure. Uh, production is way better. Oh, yeah. I mean, way better. And then just the instrumentation alone, everyone can play on time. The thing that impressed me the most is every song is a, like it's called leprosy. I didn't realize every fucking song is actually about leprosy. Really? Every song is about I didn't leprosy. Know that. Holy yeah. shit. So, usually, like concept albums or theme albums kind of grasp with these like complex issues where you can veer off and do yeah nope not this <laughs> just the one topic huh it's real impressive it's kind of like uh sleeps well even sleeps like dope smoker it's, it's like this crazy concepts where it's about like weed and space and this is just about leprosy and it's amazing he wrote a full fucking album it's interesting about uh, one thing because i was a. Uh a fan of my youth for one of my other bands I covered Born Dead this time I was on guitar and vocals uh, and it sounded a lot better uh, than the other band uh, it still wasn't good because my drummer was uh, as bad as I was at drums <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't great but uh, still love that song mm-hmm. I still fucking love it I really love this whole album Yeah, uh, I think it's my favorite of like the early primitive death death metal but, years but not your personal favorite no it's not mm. uh i think it's a great album i think it's fantastic i'm surprised at how well it holds up considering how how badly this style of death metal is kind of aged mm-hmm. is it still has a the basic ass one two beat um the drums are still super repetitive you know we're gonna go slow here we're gonna go fast here but now the drummer can do some double pedaling mm-hmm. and he's on time. He's there's no tempo fuck tempo shifts or fuck ups. He's on. Everything is solid. Everything is solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if for whatever reason the band ended after this, like these albums would be looked at as like important to 
uh, metal, but they wouldn't have the clout mm-hmm. without the later albums. Yeah, because they would be they would be looked at as like a like a black flag, where like they helped establish this thing. I mean, that's not true. Black, think, flag, black flag went crazy. What am I talking about? Yeah, no, no, I think th- very highly. <laughs> no, no, yeah, so do I. That's a different but, podcast. No, but like, uh, they wouldn't, yeah, no, actually, Black Flag is a perfect punk representation or a punk equivalent to death for metal. So that's a horrible example. Yeah. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying, where it, it would be like, oh, no, this helps create the genre, but, you know, it just sort of petered out. Yeah, yeah. But these guys did not peter out. They kept, no, no. kept doing shit. Uh, the one thing that's like kind of introduced in this album that, uh, it's very noticeable and like the last album and a little bit before that uh, Chuck likes to stick to these very uh, rigid structures in terms of the, the song writing. So it's like <clears throat> riff one, riff two, riff three, or however many riffs are in the song uh, solo and then repeat riff one, riff two, riff three, riff three song ends. And then they all follow that exact structure. So mm-hmm. this album is kind of where he starts it. Uh, and I think I'm assuming that goes out the window. No, it goes on. Really? It keeps going. Really? And the reason why it's harder to follow, I think later on is because it's just the amount of riffs. Sure. <laughs> I, I, obviously he doesn't do it with every song, but like in the last album, like he does it every song, this album, I think it's every song. Um, maybe even the second to last album, every song. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an interesting, like that would be, that would be really annoying and repetitive if the riffs weren't so good. Yeah. Like I know, pull the plug is considered like mm-hmm. that was considered like insanely technical at the time. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. a good song. It's it been up. covered a million times yeah. by a million different bands. So I don't even think it's the best song on the album. There's so many fucking good songs. On it's here. weird that that's the song though. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you have like fucking prim- primitive ways or born dead or the title track mm-hmm. fucking forgotten past. They're all so good. Or like a love to die has that fucking kooky uh, haunted house intro. <laughs> put on, put on that, put on the, just like the I, first few seconds. It's, it's a great riff, but it's so fucking campy almost. Left to die. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right here. It's so haunted housey. Like if you slowed it down. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I like it though. I think it's cool. Uh, no, this is a great riff. All right. Um, when see. you're right, you're right. <laughs> Except when you're wrong. Except when I'm wrong, which is uh, often. <laughs> but I think they're you know across the board way better than the first album riffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the song. I mean, there's just it's. I don't know. They're just it just works, and the songs are way longer. They're all pretty long. Uh, it doesn't get boring for me. Yeah, I just dig it. I yeah, it. yeah, definitely. Like I said, incrementally better yeah i think uh like a lay person or someone who hates metal wouldn't see any difference between the first oh no 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 no. we're doing a very metal band if if uh metal is not for you this band probably i think i think they figured that out from the first clip yeah yeah. (laughs) unless you're watching on youtube and you don't that's true that's true they're very metal so yes so um unless you're this such a music nerd maybe some of these later albums will change your mind but uh yeah yeah, n- yeah this is not a uh a gateway fuck no into the fuck metal no. into the metal genre no even though i did say that the first riff of the first album was a fan maker but if you like aggressive music that riff is just so ooh, man, yeah that scratches yeah. it man that scratches my itch all right we're on to third album 1990 spiritual healing 
Dude, this uh, man, this is a weird fucking album. Oh yeah, it is. It's a weird fucking album, and yeah, I'll save my comments. Right. So that, yeah, but and also his his vocals, like so much different than the last album. Oh, I'm just talking lyrically and thematic. Oh it's right. Fucking, it's weird. Sounds like a different guy. Yeah, like, like I said, his vocals like change. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I appreciate that a lot. Okay, we gotta. We know what that sounds like. Uh, worst album, least favorite by fucking far. Okay, I almost gave this worst album because it's it's weird. It's the most Florida man <laughs> for sure. Um, like that song we just listened to is about crack babies. <laughs> I didn't know that. But ooh, that guitar solo, though, I don't think I'll ever say that about another song. Like it's about crack babies, but that guitar yeah, solo. Yeah, no, that's the first that and song. last, and then in the English language. Um, so this was out of print until 2012. Oh shit! So really, yeah, I feel like this is kind of like overlooked but uh this is the one where they say okay we're not going to be the misfits we're going to start singing about other things that aren't like horror related okay yeah try to be a little more socially aware but right oh it's socially aware in almost the worst kind of ways uh-huh. like boy oh boy alternating the future that song is not aged well oh I don't even, I don't know. So it's about abortion and it's, they say it's not for or against, but it's clearly against or no, it's for abortion or sorry. Yeah. It's, it's more pro it's more pro life. Uh, you know, a, a, a real good example of that is if you heard of the band, uh, blood come. No. So it, it was formed by Tom Mariah's younger brother and, Another guy who had the last name Hanneman who wasn't related to Jeff Hanneman. <laughs> it was the craziest coincidence. They had one album called, uh, oh, fuck, I'm going to Google it as I say this. I don't want to fuck it up. And it's like a, it's, it's a crossover album, but it's very, a bunch of porn came up when I typed that in. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Fucking God damn it. Look at this. Blood cup videos, free porn, heavy art. Like, that's not a good thing you want to stumble onto. Okay, hold on. Let me click on thrash. Okay, there we go. Uh, Death by Clothes Hanger. I wonder what that's about. Death by Clothes Hanger, it is a, it's about abortion. It is so pro-life, but it's Holy done sh- so ignorantly. It's done from the point of view of a teenager yeah. writing it. Because yeah. they were teenagers, right? They were kids. Yeah. Who, and it was like, the the lyrics of the song are like perspective of like the actual fetus. So like you idiot, you think you would have thoughts? You fucking but but the album is fucking good. It's a good ass album. Weird. It's very fun. Very it's, fun. So album. it's like spiritual healing. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, but uh, back to back to this album, man. This is one where I, I get in arguments with people because I've never seen more death shirts. Than spiritual healing, really. I've never had. It's a conver- not even like the. You, even if you're being 
boring. It's not even the best album cover. Nope, nope. And it, I've never had more conversations where the person said, oh yeah, Spiritual Hug is my favorite. And I always really? lose my really? fucking shit. So how is the worst, the obvious worst album? I think you're like the second person I've talked to about death. The first being the guy in high school. Who told me. <laughs> so, true. so yeah, I don't have that it, it connection comes with it up, like you do. The thing is, it, it, I don't understand it. Like from it, an object, like if you like this band, you know how good they get and this isn't it do you think also maybe like being out of print it was more like oh it's it's like out of print you know what that's possible because when i heard this it was before the reissue i didn't even know that it was out of print because i downloaded stuff illegally all the time who Uh, didn't who didn't so maybe because it, it did have the most uh provocative cover i mean if you're watching the video you can see behind us it's uh a dude like a how would you describe that Preacher man. So yeah, like a televangelist. Ah. Yeah, like a, yeah, it looks like a televangelist. Uh, obviously, he's got money in there. He's obviously a preacher hitting. It's not so subtle. Uh, There's literally dollar bills hanging out of his pocket. Yeah, hitting a mentally ill person. It's provocative because it's metal. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I will say, uh, and then it's not a full blown Florida man album if you don't badmouth science on genetic reconstruction. <laughs> But he is more skeptical of religion. Right, right. And then yeah, when I was looking at the lyrics for genetic reconstruction, do you think when he had cancer, he like denied? I don't know. I, that's purely spec. Like, I have no reason. I was yeah. just like listening to the lyrics. I was like, I wonder if he used this kind of like a, almost like how Christian scientists are, but without the religious part. I don't know, because he. If you like watch interviews with the guy later on, he was so like open and like kind of like a sweet loving guy. And he was, he seemed really like kind of level headed. Oh yeah. No, we're going to get into some songs where I'm like, he's so sweet. He's a sweet guy. Like, and even the way, like I have seen interviews where they're asking him about, you know, how he feels about coining death metal or creating it. And obviously like any, any, you know, uh, modest person, he's like, I'm not going to take credit for that shit. Like, thank you. It's flattering, but no, yeah. Obviously. Much like his music, I think he evolved as a person because we'll get into some song topics where where I'm like, dude, you're so ahead of your time. Uh, that's actually one of the the selling points for death. I think is lyrically they they because the first two albums like we talked about, it's all gore, all horror Mm -hmm. movie stuff, and this one is all fucking wacky. And then pretty quickly they go into more spiritual, cosmic, uh, self fulfillment type lyrics. Yeah, no, spiritual healing is uh, definitely a growing pain. Oh yeah, for sure. I I wrote that specifically because there's a couple things that stick around that 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 manifest on this album the first time. One being his really cool solos, his really yes. cool solo style where it's a little, yeah. lot more melodic. Uh, the solos on Leprosy were fucking cat yeah. This one, they were a lot more melodic, a lot more, a lot prettier. Less, is, less knife stabby on this one. Less, way, le- so much less stabbing, uh, at least in terms of the music. But the actual riffs in between, they're all ugly. None of them are, are interesting to me except for, uh, what's it? Killing Spree. Which has the, you know, put in the, the intro to Killing Spree. All right. Yeah, this is an album. Um, I thought I liked it, but second listen, I was like, it's it's pretty weak. Like, I mm-hmm. I understand why you gave it. Right. Gave it worse. Killing Spree. It is. <laughs> this is Twisted. 
That's like scales. Yeah. 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 So that intro is super cool. Uh, I think the rest of the song is pretty cool, but that's the only thing I like on the album. Uh, aside from like maybe like the intro of the title track or something small. I think I like the title track and within my mind, mm. like I was debating. I like the, the, the solo sections to within my mind, I think are great. Great. Yeah. Those are well for me, like the standout songs. Yeah. Same that album. Same. Uh, otherwise I think it is easily their worst. Uh, I don't even know why there could be a debate over how this is not the worst. Like it's awful. Even Chuck's voice sounds so weird. So I found an interesting story about this when they were on tour. I don't know if you know it. Uh, they were on tour in Europe and Chuck's like, this tour is a fucking mess. I'm just going home. We're, we're, really? Because I know that I know the band was like a bunch of crooks or something on this album. There was like a bunch of people he didn't like working with. I don't know what the actual well, story. Yeah, I don't think they were crooks. I think they were trying to do the right thing. So he said, "We're we're done here." <clears throat> so he left, but like the band and the roadies stayed, and they were like, "Well, we don't want the band to get in trouble." So they kept touring with like roadies on guitar and vocals. <laughs> really. Yeah, that could have been. It could not. I, have been I think that great. they were just thinking like, how do how do we clean this mess up? I don't think they had. Although I'm just speculating, I don't think they had ill intentions. Right, 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 right. I think they were just like, well, shit, we're here, and uh-huh. like, well, if we finish it, we can like come back, and we won't have like issues with promoters and shit. But of course, it infuriated Chuck, and he kicked him out of the fucking. Well, bed. you know what? I'm gonna say good because this drummer fucking sucks. <laughs> like, leprosy improved the drumming. Like, it was still pretty repetitive and basic, but they were solid. Yeah, they're here. Real solid. They're back to the 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 messing with the tempo where, um, where when it speeds up, it goes too fast, or when it, or it speeds up, there's like no there's no punch. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's meant to have this big like we're going we're doing this slow sludgy part then we're gonna go fucking fast and there's a weak little it doesn't, doesn't have that punch it's poorly paced it doesn't have any power behind it chuck's voice sounds really strange like he's enunciating too much and i don't know exactly uh everything about it rubs me the wrong way and it's the only album of theirs i think is actually not great yeah and even then there's probably worse death metal albums for sure but nah nope I think there's some merit to it, although I get I get where you're coming from. Okay, oh, we'll agree there. We'll stop. I okay. feel like we're kind of itching to get into the next yeah, one. Yeah, the too. next four, we're gonna be we're, 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 we're good, good times, good times. <laughs> so this is 1991's Human. Got the slow ass buildup. I hear the drummer that knows how to play. Dude. Yeah, the drums from here on out are just fucking a the plethora best. of talented people coming in. The best. The best metal drumming can offer. The best. The, the best. That's our second. The best. The best. <laughs> I'm just going to do it over every song. I know. All right. Yeah. God damn, that's fucking great. One more bite to his his yell now. Yeah. 
All right. Let's get into it. So before we go any further, because uh, so the person who made the artwork for the uh, YouTube video, but usually I just do like the album covers, but I found this cool one. So I got to shout this person out. They go by the human death on DeviantArt. So oh, very cool. got to give credit. Work it's a very fucking cool iteration of the album cover. So, uh, yeah. So the best album. Really? Yep. See, uh, in my, in my man, that I respect that. I respect that. However, when I was a younger guy and I was getting, I was all into death. This wasn't like even in my top three. And then I went back to it this time. I was like, fuck yeah, this is so good. And it was my best. And I was like, yeah. And then I kept listening and each one kind of became the best as it went along. Uh, so this is not my best. This is not my favorite. This is a fan fucking tastic game changer yeah. of an album. Yeah. I, it's a game changer of an album. I'm glad it's the first death album I ever listened to. And I think it's, uh, yeah, if you're listening to death for the first time, I suggest you do the same thing. And uh, it's so perfect. Like when you're fed up with people's bullshit, like the lyrics on here are awesome. Um, techn technically just fucking gets crazier. Um, like suicide machine. Yeah. I like love that song instantly. It's, yeah. it's like proto Mastodon. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting way to put it. I never thought of that. Um, this is so much before it too. Oh yeah, yeah, and not, and and like the songs from like here on out get so different. Like I think that's the only song I would say is like reminds me of Mastodon. Like nothing mm -hmm. else, maybe a few other ones, but uh, yeah. And then there's like like Suicide Machines, a little more complicated uh, lyrically, and then you have simple songs like uh, Together as One, and uh, what's the other one? I don't remember, but it's just about being blind. <clears throat> and then to like top it off, and I love the turn that this album goes. You think it's like very grounded and it's about dealing with your emotions or people who struggle. And then he starts singing about aliens. <laughs> and to me, it's like the ultimate gut punch because um, I love like sci-fi movies like The Arrival or Annihilation. Good fucking movies. Or Interstellar. Fuck yeah, good ass movie. Where, Thanks to you, actually. You turned me on to uh, Interstellar. Yeah, so like there are these sci-fi movies with like real emotional gut punches. And I kind of feel like that's what human is. It's like you're dealing with all these like complex, difficult emotions. And then to top it off, you have these aliens who don't understand humanity. And it feels almost like an extra layer of like sinisterism mm -hmm. is that a word but uh make it a word it is now uh yeah or like i did like some complex sci-fi movies another good comparison i would feel like is it's like john carpenter's they live or is this about a working man trying to get through and and fuck like capitalism shit and then aliens like, and, then, and then aliens yeah yeah that's yeah that's kind of what this album is and it works so perfectly like I would say on paper, or if you're not like familiar with the sci-fi genre, it doesn't make any sense. Or this sounds like, why do you need to throw aliens in here? But like, you have to, <laughs> you have to, this isn't <laughs> why, <laughs> like I said, it makes the emotions that much more 
dire or grieve or whatever emotion you're talking about for me, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a fan of sci-fi, I think the sci-fi element makes them that, that much more great. Mm -hmm. Like if you're dealing with like level Level seven depression, the aliens make it like level 10. And you, all right. All right. That's a very interesting way to look at it. I, I never thought about the, because I know he goes, I mean, there's literally a song called Cosmic Sea on here. It's instrumental, but also it's a great fucking song. Oh, Listen so good. It's, it's got to be the trippiest, weirdest death metal song actually ever I'm, I'm glad you're, you're elaborating on it because i don't want to brush over how good that song is song. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of unbelievable it's so it's so it's one of the best fucking yeah. metal songs ever written i i was gonna say i've never like looked at the lyrics before either i have this kind of like like passive listening with death before mm -hmm. and so i think also looking at the lyrics also helped me like fall in love with the band yeah yeah because yeah i i never knew this album was also about aliens i didn't i didn't only I mean, other than the song titles i didn't, didn't either. yeah so so yeah the the lyricism the the fucking total package and i don't know i know he like because he's a florida man i know he like believed in aliens so i'm assuming he was a fan of sci-fi mm -hmm. so like I think, you know, those movies I listed earlier, I think that's the vibe he's going for. And I think he fucking nailed it, mm. uh, hit it out of the park. There, uh, there are a couple things about this one that didn't gel with me. And uh, I think th this is the first. Well, you're wrong. Okay. I guess <laughs> I'm wrong, Alex. The, this is the first album with uh, Steve DiGiorgio. He was a very prolific uh, metal bass player. He's in a million bands. He's he's most known for his band, which is uh, Sadus or Sadus, mm -hmm. S A D U S. They're a cool band. I only heard a couple albums, but he's uh, ridiculous basses, ridiculous, like soloing all the time on bass in yeah. every song. And he does a lot of fretless bass uh, stuff, which he'll do on the next album. But here, uh, I found his bass playing distracting. Uh, he's all over the place in every song, and the way it's mixed, it's not mixed very bass heavy. So you hear like the guitar is holding it down and then you just hear this little bass in the background. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Relax, dude. Without jumping ahead, I can't wait to talk about the next album. I, yeah, I'm excited to talk about the next album as well. But uh, let's stay but, here. Yeah, let's stay here, here. Here, I felt it was too much. I felt it was too much. Uh, it sounds like uh, a lot of it sounds like he's improvising, which is cool for a live setting, I believe, but for songs this complicated, mm -hmm. it's distracting to me personally, but he's still obviously a great bass player. It's a great fucking album. This one, and like, I like the intro to Lack of Comprehension, where all of a sudden we're doing mellow acoustic stuff now. It's like, it's a very brief intro. I always like, that was so like, I never heard something like that in metal when yeah. I heard this album. Like, I wasn't sure I liked that song really? initially back then. I mean, now yeah, I love yeah. it. But at the time, I'm like, what? What? Yeah. And now I'm just like, fuck yeah. It's it's super cool. It comes in at the right time. It's it's very well-paced album. Uh, nothing about it overstays welcome. It's good shit. It's good. Good shit. Alex is best. And rightly so. Let's move on to 1993. This is Individual Thought Patterns. I wasn't ready. Sorry. <laughs> was not ready for you to move on like that. Uh, 
You son of a bitch. Okay. Individual thought patterns. And immediately. <laughs> if you didn't like the bass on the last album. Oh, I got words, but not what you're expecting. Wait. Yeah, I got to wait till the songs. Yeah. Oh, man. So much is happening. And so much continues to happen on this album and this song. It's a pretty short song for modern yeah, death. Yeah. This part is so damn oh it's so good. Yeah, we gotta at least hear the solo. We have not shown them the solo yet. This yeah. is a good one. Okay. Oh, okay. we can just listen to that. Yeah, we can listen to that all fucking day. Uh, so, as a drummer, enter Gene Hoagland. Gene fucking Hoagland. One of my all-time, one of the goats. He's one of the goats. Uh, if one you, of the goats. If you're a passive listener and you don't know Gene Hoagland, yes, you do, because he's a drummer for Metalocalypse slash Death Clock, or I don't know if he still is, but he was for a long time. Yeah, and then also, uh, if you're a metal nerd, uh, strapping young lad, uh, 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 Dark Angel is like his main one. Yep. Yep. Good band. Yeah, I would say uh, sh- Death and Strapping Young Lad are definitely. I should look up what he's done recently because the man is amazing. Like, uh, like you, I can't say the, enough good things about Gene Hogan. Definitely. Also, he's gigantic, which is inspiring. But also, the, the last album, like, you hear these amazing drums. Like, it's not going to, it doesn't matter if it gets better. And then all of a sudden, this dude comes in with the fastest double pedaling I've ever heard. <laughs> It's, like, somehow, it's unbelievable. Somehow, throughout his career, it's gotten faster somehow. He's so good. He's, But that's not even the best thing about this album. Like, he's you know what amazing. the best thing about this album what's is? That, what's that? It's mastered, like, the sound was mastered by a man named Alan Douches. <laughs> that's the best part about this album. Okay, I disagree, but it's, a, it's cool. <laughs> Alan Douches. I'm sure it's not pronounced like that. It's by Duchess or something. Douches. Uh, probably. I mean, it's how's it spelled? Spelled douches. No, that's douches. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, so this album is, the, I believe, personally, their craziest album. This is, I I disagree. Really? I disagree. You disagree? This it's a great is album. Fucking though. bananas, it's, beginning it, to end. It it is. It is. I, I think there's crazier. I wanted to go. I wanted to give this my best. I really did. Because there, every song. You can dissect every song endlessly. Mm. There's so much happening in every single fucking song. It's so crazy. Um, no. This one, for sure, I think more than all their albums, suffers from what I've coined death metal syndrome. In previous episodes, talk about death metal syndrome, which is... Uh, You're this hit over the head. It, everything's cranked up at 11 on this. Yeah. Uh, death metal syndrome is just like uh, there's too many riffs in one song, yep. and then they don't spend enough time on each riff. So if you like a riff, it's gone. Yep. So there's it, it a lot of that here, but the, the riffs that they 
they're just so good. All of them are so good. Yeah, like I, I said, like it, like if you like human, this this album is like the pure, uncut, like pure, pure heroin. Yeah, it's like the all the the melodic aspects that they've been dabbling with, they're shining on here. Like the solos, especially. I think this album has their best solos. Uh, I feel personally, they're uh, they're all so strange and pretty. Like um, I think uh, trapped in the corner has oh, one yeah, of the best real, metal solos of all time. Real weird. Like okay, so when I was listening, you were talking about it. The last one, I can't wait to talk about the bass yeah. because I was listening on Jealousy. It really started to stand out to me. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit. Like, it's crazy. You don't hear a bass sound like that on a lot of metal songs. No. It's fucking in all over the whole album. Yeah. Like, it's, it's still Steve DiGiorgio, but he's using a fretless bass this time. Mm, and, is that why it's a little yeah, funkier? It's funky. There's a lot of funky aspects like an ah uh, shit. What's the song? Fuck. You know, it actually might be. I think it is jealousy. I'm thinking of it. I actually might be trapped in the corner. Okay. okay where it yeah. goes real funky. Yeah. Like literally funky, like, yeah. <laughs> which is so crazy. But uh, where I was complaining about his playing in the last album, how it's just too much here. I love it. I think it works real well. It's produced better. There's more of a, there's more of a low end to it. Mm-hmm. So when he is playing like a bass instead of a guitar, it's, it's, it, cause he pretty much plays like a guitar player. Sure. <clears throat> Plus that craziness with the fretless sound. Uh, the only other, the only other album I can think of that comes to mind that has a similar thing is uh, Obscura's uh, first album. Shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google that. Uh, that that bass player uh, on that album also used a fret. I think he, they always use a fretless bass, but there it's very, um, it's very prominent. It's very cool. It's like a part of the album. Mm-hmm. Where like here, it's a part of the album. It's not just he happens to be playing a fretless bass. No, no it's, it's part of this essential thing. to the sound. Yeah, I uh the title track and Destiny. Just fucking epic beastly songs that demand multiple listens, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like those like if you only listen to two tracks off this album, I would say title track and destiny. I would say the philosopher is pretty highly regarded for a good reason. It's good. It's, it's real, real good. good. Uh, also it has a literal bass solo at the end. Yeah, this literal like, bass solo. This is like one of the few albums where like the side B is better than side A. I think personally, I never, I didn't, you know, I never listened to it. Uh, take into account the sides. So I, I well, the, the end of the album, like I don't so literally. Here's this a, would probably be like a four four side thing, but I mean, like the end of right. the album is real fucking strong. I have a bit of a controversial opinion. Also, the the obscure album is called Cosmogenesis. Listen to that one; it's a very good one. Uh, so. The opinion is that there's so much happening on on every song. They're all just there's so many riffs. They're all both they're both pretty and they're ugly. Mm-hmm. I feel like this entire album can be switched around an endless amount of permutations, and I would like it just the same. Like no would, song feels distinct because they're all so crazy that you could take the solo section of this song and throw it and replace it with you know this song, mm-hmm. and it would I would still feel the same about it. Yeah, because there's a lot. Going. There's not a real. Um, like the album has the personality, not so much each individual song to me. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I think, yeah. Jealousy obviously stood out to me. Um, I I think if you like looked at the lyrics too, they kind of stand out. Like 
overreactive imagination and mm-hmm. mentally blind or actually know. I have a, a timestamp here. Uh, the quote unquote chorus section to nothing is everything. It's at 45 seconds, 45, this seconds. base. So it's turned, it's turned down. Uh, the base here, uh, is fucking crazy. Let me know when you find it. Okay. I'm at the 40 second mark. Uh, okay. Go ahead. The bass on this next part is ridiculous. Fucking insane. What the fuck is happening? It's insane. It's fucking insane. This is... Oh, this is so good. Okay. Uh, No, this is like... uh, It may not like catch your ear first first listen but man there's so much to come back to it's mm-hmm. it's an album where you could probably find something new every listen. every time it's a it's a really difficult album i would say i wouldn't yeah, recommend yeah. uh like metal newbies come here uh, even if you're like new to death I, I would say this is probably a hard one to start with it's so dense uh like the melodies are so fucking gorgeous but they're sandwiched in between these really weird ugly ass riffs and then moments like that where it's just chaos like um earlier when we were texting trying to figure out what time to record i'm like i'm gonna need some you know maximum time because mm-hmm. these these songs are thick <laughs> thick thick oh they they really are and i i i love this band so much i'm so happy to have to have gotten back to them because man it, it was a fun one it was so fun I wasn't expecting it to be fun because it's death. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it's a little, you know, morbid. But, but man, maybe it's just you know, right time, right place. Yeah, maybe did it for me. Yeah. So where are we at next? Now we're in 1995. Symbolic. little uh, easier to digest yes Tad. yes this uh, hair more like structured yeah his voice you can hear getting really high pitched a little screechier Weren't we all asking for double death metal vocals in a song before? <laughs> One in each ear? Uh, uh, oh, man. Okay. All right. So that's a, it's very death. We've heard some death. If, if you're not into metal, that all sounds the same, but it is not the it's same. Not, it's not, it is not yeah. the same. Man. So I was listening. I was like looking at the lyrics of that. And it's about like innocence and growing up and you can like use that to be like a wiser, better person, or you can use it for like toxic 
nostalgia. Mm. I'm like, that's oddly relevant that's, today. Yeah, that's oddly relevant that's today. Very insightful. Yeah, in 1995, <laughs> it's you know rings true today. And then there's a few other ones like uh, zero tolerance. You know, ignoring facts, distorting the truth. Mm-hmm. Another oddly relevant. Um, and then you hit 1000 eyes and that's oh. a full blown, like officially inspired by 1984. Really? George Orwell. So, oh. yeah. so yeah, that's kind of like the theme. And then, yeah, you get things about like big brother looking at mm-hmm. you and, and, well, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, musically it's far more contained. Yes. There's a, that structure that I, I, I brought up in leprosy where it's, you know, riff one, two, three solo, then back to one, two, three song ends. We're back there and it's a lot more obvious. So there's less riffs per song. Mm-hmm. There's way more flowing. There's not just, we're gonna do this riff. Okay. Now we're gonna do this next riff. It's gonna be crazy. And we're gonna do this. There's a lot more of an integration, a lot more transitions. Um, the songs here, uh, like, unlike how I said in the last one, where you can just kind of mix and match and it would all be the same album. This, uh, each song is is very has its own character has a purpose. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> earlier, I was saying like there's some some of the lyrics where you're like, oh, he's he's a sweet, he's a nice boy. Yeah, yeah. That's would be sacred, uh, serenity. Sacred serenity. Yeah. Is this about puppies and kitties? What, really? What a sweetheart. It's about, about, about puppies and kitties? Yeah, like you're an animal. You don't know life's going to end. You're just in the moment living your life day to day. You don't, you don't fucking, fucking have beautiful. any concept. That's of, beautiful. Yeah, you don't have any concept of it, trials and tribulations. Yeah, and because I'm such, uh, such a fucked up person, like I hear that and that makes me sadder that I can fantasize about oh. that kind of shit. Like that shows how fucking depressed I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see, I can see myself writing a thing like that and understand where he's coming from. I think it's a great topic. Ugh. Yeah. The more, the more quotes I read from him, the more I think he, he's like libertarian. He's a Florida man. He just wants to be left alone yeah. with his dogs and cats. He believes in aliens. Like check, check, check. I like. love him. I love this guy. <laughs> I would be friends. I would get along with him so well. Just, He's me do my probably stuff. like more like a Bill Hicks guy, and I love Bill Hicks yep. too. Yep. So, uh, dude, Crystal Mountain. It is uh, legendary for a reason. Beautiful song. That is the most Hoagland, Hoagland cranked up. Yeah. So Hoagland is still here. Uh, DeGiorgio is gone. So now the bass is just the bass, which I think is cool. I like it. I don't. I. I don't miss all the crazy noodlings because these songs don't really need it. These songs are fine without it. They're, they're different songs. They're a different kind of metal here. I'm, and Hoagland is still as awesome as ever. I'm going to give these people a taste of Crystal Mountain. Go ahead and do that right now. Yeah. That. Listen to those symbols. Oh, fuck, that's so cool. Uh, okay, okay. So, as much as I would love to play that full song. That little thing that he's doing with uh, the ride and the, the hi-hats, and he's like... My old drummer, Paul, Paul Michael from my old band, Broadbell, did a lot of shit like that. Oh, really? He was a real good drummer. And I was always like really floored by his percussive 
use, like the way he used symbols in, in rides was very unorthodox. And I didn't realize like he liked death too. He for sure was yeah. influenced by Gene Hoagland, right? Mm-hmm. Like for sure. I've heard a few other drummers do it, but that's probably because they like Gene Hoagland. And- Real good. And this whole album is so, every song is so memorable. Melody, there's very, there's still a lot of death metal ugliness, but there's not even close to, to how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And these are accessible. Uh, I would probably recommend newcomers start here. Actually, you know what? No, I, I, I don't just, know. I, just, I don't know. I disagree. I, obviously, I think I'll, I'll disagree uh, with myself, depending on my mood. Yeah, but here is they are so death on this album. Like this is the most defined they've ever been as a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a real. Obviously, you know, I think human. I think this is a good follow up, even though it's not a follow up. <laughs> no. But like, if yeah, as you know living now and you can just pick and choose i think mm-hmm. if you liked human a lot this is what you should follow it up with ironically yeah. oddly enough because individual thought patterns is so extreme mm-hmm. like man that's an extreme fucking help this one is Unless you yeah. have an, i mean if you're listening to death you probably have an extreme personality probably, yeah. so oh, probably yeah. really cool too yeah, yeah do what you, <laughs> do what you want to do i think it's one of the best metal albums out there i don't even qualify it with death metal because it's it's not death metal at this point. It's far past. It. It's it's way too pretty. There's so many like just beautiful quiet sections thrown into mm-hmm. songs or like the outro to what the fuck's it called the the final track. Is um, that Destiny? Uh, no, Destiny's on the previous album. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah. What's, what's it My called? Dad. What's the, the final track? I'm going. Perennial Quest. Yep. Get that man. The outro to that song. It's fuck. It's it's like a cliche what you would want in an outro kind of thing where mm. it's just, it's just so pretty and it just drifts off for a long time. Um, these guys got range. This is, it's unfair to call this death metal at this point. It's too good. It's too pretty. And I like death metal, but there's no, there's like, yeah, his vocals have transcended. There's a little bit it, screechier now. It makes his death even more upsetting. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And we're, we're, we're getting there because, uh, oh, man. We got one more left, and this is the the final album. It has been a fun fucking journey. This is 1998, The Sound of Perseverance. I love this fucking song. Oh, yeah. Also, Matt, or I'll wait. I'll wait. Woo, fuck yeah. And again, his vocals are so different from when so, we started. So different. It is all screech at this point. Oh, Taylor the Scripply. Ah, oh. dude, and the riff after this. God damn, it's, it's such a good song. No, we can play this whole fucking song. Oh, hundred percent, this will be on the playlist. Oh, for sure. Oh man, it's. Fucking perfect metal, dude. All right, you got the, just the beginning of the next riff. Okay, and then I and promise. Then, oh, and then the riff after that. No, no, just the next one, right here. No, not right here, but God damn it, right here. Sweet. 
Damn, that's so cool. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I put on... Uh, I, I refuse to turn down that song because it's just so good. I only wanted to do it because I have no self-control and I would this fucking talk over the whole thing. Uh, obviously, this is my best and personal favorite. Personal favorite. Yeah. It, mm. I feel so stupid because I've neglected this album. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I heard it a couple times before we we ventured into this Mm -hmm. and right Mm -hmm. after that song i'm like i could have been listening to this i could have been listening to this it's it's a it's a life changer of a metal album that's how good it is i'm so upset i haven't been listening to this album (laughs) i'm so fucking upset like it's fucking it's the most prog rock it's all over the place oh yeah it's complex just fucking craziness if you and obviously, if you're like coming into this band from hindsight or you're like a Gene Hoagland fan and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. Those are big shoes to fill. This man. Oh, yeah. This what? man, Richard Christie. Oh, my God. This guy is amazing. He puts all your doubts to bed yeah. almost immediately on that fucking track. Yeah. He star- it starts out with the drums doing this crazy shit. That there's, I, oh. Yeah. There's crazy fucking percussion on there. And then the dude. <clears throat> is like featured regularly on Howard Stern and he's also a stand-up comedian. So, really? So I'm sure like Mike's going to blow him if he ever meets him. Oh, because dude. Oh, he's everything Mike wants, loves. Yeah. I'm a life. huge stand-up comedy fan. I, I am a... Oh. This man's living the dream, playing crazy metal and doing stand-up comedy. Holy shit. Dude. This man is... Yeah, so... Yeah. Right out the gate, they let you know. We are not fucking around. Uh, I... I know he started the side project band because he felt like he couldn't do those those vocals. The sung and, vocal, yeah, he didn't want to do harsh vocals, but he didn't want to like I don't know, uh, diss diss the fans. I, oh man, I disagree. I fucking if he was in good health, I think he should have this kept death as this crazy evolving. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I would have stood on board. And I've heard same de- here. I would same here. I heard demos of a lot of these songs with him singing them, and I. I'm not into it. Like, I just don't like the lines he chose. He's a good fucking singer. Like, if you've, mm-hmm. if you've heard his actual singer, because there's a cover of a Judas Priest painkiller on this album. That's when he, tr- yeah. He nails it. Yeah. He's yep. real good. Yeah. Who would have thought, like, all the years of just these growls and just screaming, and obviously this guy is just destroying his vocal cords, and this guy's got crazy chops. He's Dude. so good. And then... <clears throat> talked about it a little earlier but then there's songs like uh bite the pain that yep. this fucking speaks to me and it's so good like this guy is singing about like mental wellness before it's cool yeah, yeah. and like the most machismo one of the most macho forms of music yeah one of the most aggressive and, and disorienting <laughs> and he's just talking about like there's a few other songs on other albums that i i didn't get into but yeah he has a lot of songs about just like be yourself and mentally be okay with who you are and make hang around good people. And he's just preaching good mental health. And yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's like the hate breed effect. <laughs> like where it's a band called hate breed. It's a band called death. There's, there's nothing positive. There's, there's so only much positive. Yeah. There's, well, I wouldn't say only, oh, but, I mean, but like, but yeah, there's terms posi- of creativity, yeah. art, artistry. Fuck yeah. And then, yeah, the this lyrics like Bite the Pain may dwell on those dark periods, but overall, the message is so fucking positive, I mm-hmm. think, and so um, can be helpful to people going through rough times. And whew, like I said, 
earlier, moment of clarity, oh, the yeah. fucking solo. That's the fucking al- the yeah. fucking alien knife. I should have time right. stamped well, it. As long as we're doing timestamps, parts of this album get so fucking crazy. Uh, like uh, I got a timestamp for you for Flesh and the Power It Holds, which is an eight minute epic. It is a crazy Ever fucking- song's epic on here. It's so good. Uh, at five twenty one, right. it does this twisted, disgusting, crazy, cool section with the with the bass doing this fucking wacky little thing. Uh, okay, I got it. You can listen to this shit right here. Oh yeah, motherfuckers gone full prog rock. Oh, it's just so fucking crazy. Or not full prog rock. I guess there'd be like some keyboards. Yeah, some keyboards. But, but they're pretty fucking proggy. Yeah. What a weird riff. It's I, so crazy. I love, yeah, every inch of this album, front to back, start to finish. Yeah, it's uh, it's goddamn flawless. And uh, I love this album so much. I would say that every song on here is one of my favorite death songs. And considering, <laughs> considering how much we've gushed this entire episode of how good of a band this is, I don't know how much more praise I can possibly give an album. Like I, I don't either. Fucking uh, 10 out of 10, five stars. Yeah. Um, story to tell. I on think it has one of my favorite uh, uh, solos of, ever, of all time, personally. Yeah. Story although, to tell, I think it's beautiful. Although if I was working at Pitchfork, I'd probably have to give it like an 8.3, right? Because that's like, you can't, give perfect reviews you can't you can't even like go in the night no i they're just stupid I, man like fuck picture c- certain albums deserve perfect scores because they they'll strike a chord fucking yep. caligula from lingua nota strikes <laughs> strikes that chord for me fucking son of perseverance from death strikes that chord with me there's a lot of albums that like oh no there's it's nothing so, there's, perfect it's perfect again so upsetting <laughs> he fucking Passed away because yeah. man, I liked where the band was going. It was only getting better in all the right ways. What a swan song! God damn, dude, fuck, uh, upsetting. If I was experiencing this band in real time, I, f- I'm, I might, I might have cried when he died. Yeah, I, I think, I think so. I would. Uh, the they have a you know, live in L.A. performance. Uh, a fr- my old drummer from when I was in high school, he lent that to me, and I never give it back. I watched it like every night. Uh, I was. Uh, I I think next time I go to Amoeba, I need to get a a death DVD. Yeah, Blu-ray live performance album. They were as impressive live. And uh, just to go back to more uh, specific things about this album, uh, Giorgio's still gone. Whoever the last guy was, I'm pretty sure is gone. So this guy is now using a five string bass, real low. And mm-hmm. I love me some low bass. <laughs> I fucking love me some low bass. It sounds so cool. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> That's a Captain Beefheart <laughs> reference for anyone who's a, a maniac. <laughs> the the bass on here, uh, it's mixed so beautifully. Everything on here is so goddamn crystal clear. Perfect, perfect, it's, perfect album. And man, it's just, it's so wonderful. And I will say that the... The fucking the I was saying before about the obvious song structures, they all share the same formula. I don't care. I don't care because the songs are so good. You know, you know, it's also nice. We had some uh, disagreements, but in the end, in the end, we form like Voltron. We form like Voltron, just like a sitcom, dude. <laughs> Man, that's why we keep doing this show. <laughs> At the end, it's gonna wrap up in a nice, tight little package. I think people would be very angry if we didn't mention Voice of the Soul. 
Oh, the is that the instrumental? instrumental? It's uh, the first, and I'm actually surprised it's their only beginning to end mellow song. And I want to say mellow is in like soft because it still gets hard, but there's no drums. It's mm-hmm. all beautiful. It's all it's all melody. It has acoustic guitars in there. Um, obviously no vocals. Uh, and it's kind of the 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 non metal lovers death song. That's like the one you show to your mom or someone sure. yet skeptical. Like you can't deny how talented this band is because listen to this. This is good. Man. I'm this upset that uh it ended. Upset. I could have been listening to this album for like 12 years of my life and yeah. I wasn't. But dude, <laughs> now you have it now. You have it now when you can appreciate it. Yeah. 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 I, and I I I can't gloss over it. How much I think "Story to Tell" is one of the best metal songs of all time. You think? I think I think it's super underrated because I don't hear too many people talking about it. Uh, there are so many moods that it strikes, and it does things that just are so not death metal. That's an that's another song where lyrically it's like it's fucked up, mm-hmm. but yeah, like don't be don't be that guy he's singing about where you belittle someone because you want a story to tell. God damn. Oh, it's a, it's R. a R. cautionary, Chuck. yeah, cautionary tale. Yeah. These, man, these are beautiful songs. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. <laughs> songs. Yeah. They're fucking, he's screeching over them. And I think, do you think his vocals are the weakest on this album than any other album? Which is I, always, odd that, I always think they're interesting. At least they're interesting. Yeah. They are. Uh, but it is kind of, I mean, it's just uh, a testament to my taste that my least favorite vocal performance is the last album. My, my most favorite, most favorite, my favorite is the first album. Uh, <laughs> So I guess it's just my taste, but you still, I mean, this is a fucking flawless album. God damn, man. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. Other We're just than, sad now that yeah. he's, he's gone. Oh man. Yeah. He was a he's legend. Good Lord. And it's, it's hard to be, I'm like, you know, uh, have like the rose tinted glasses for, for people that are gone or just, you know, revering people and just you know, people tend to get a, like legendary status when they mm-hmm. when they die, but no, this were, guy just fucking deserves it a the, thousand percent. The way each album got so much better, <laughs> like, nah, man, this this guy deserves it. I love him. Love yeah, him. Uh, fuck, man. So, I think that's a very. I think we did the band justice with how much we. Oh yeah, we, we did. dived in real hard with every album. This is a fair to midland size episode. It's not too long. It's not short. Uh, I fucking love them. I'm fu- I'm so glad we did them because I, I. Yeah, I've been wanting to go back to this band for a while, or a while. One of my favorites of all time. Everyone, I mean, if you like metal at all, Death is the band. Fuck your favorite metal band's favorite metal band. I yeah, like. probably. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even a metal performer anymore. And I fucking I, these guys are will always hold a place in my heart. I mean, I would like. I'd learn every song, especially on this on oh, shit, last man. album. And uh, I remember in high school when I had my old thrash band. I was, I, I was never that. T- I would not attempt to learn. These songs, <laughs> man, if I get into something, I'll learn it. Uh, my drummer was really bad, but my bassist was pretty good. And I remember the one song that he learned of death was, was Spirit Crusher. It's a very famous song from this uh, last album. And b- before gigs, when like there'd be nothing to do and we'd be setting up, uh, me and him would just play Spirit Crusher together and people would be like, oh, this band's going to be good. And they were wrong <laughs> because my drummer sucked and we sounded like ass. Yeah, you just set them up for disappointment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Spirit Crusher. Oh, uh, man. But we are going to wrap up after that. Thank you so much for watching. Let's recap. Recap. 
So I, uh, what you got? So for me, worst album by default, it's not even a bad album, Mm -hmm. but by default, Scream Bloody Gore, best album, human, personal favorite, The Sound of Perseverance, fucking amazing. Hell yes, I concur. Worst, least favorite, Spiritual Healing, 1990, no question. I'm going to actually say that's the only one people shouldn't listen to. I would I would definitely say that. Uh, best and personal favorite is, of course, Sound of Perseverance, 1998. I, I really wanted to give best, like I, I kept changing, like human, I was like, yeah, that's definitive. But then individual thought patterns are so advanced and so absolutely bananas. And then symbolic is like so cohesive. Like, mm-hmm. But in the end, this, yeah, I, this last album is just so good. It's just too good. I think because we both have like different intros to the band too, mm-hmm. that obviously human, this sticks out to me mm-hmm. in a way where I think that's like the definitive way to get into them. And to be fair, the the jump from that album, because it goes from spiritual healing, which I thought was this weird, sloppy and not great kind of effort. And then to the most like, top of the line death metal of that era mm-hmm. like that that jump is just it's a it's crazy yeah. crazy jump yeah but <clears throat> anyway thank you so much for listening and watching this has been a very fun one yeah hand me that phone right there <laughs> uh if you have any questions concerns you want to suggest an artist all that shit send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com of course like and subscribe share all the shit that would actually help us out quite a bit and uh, of course listen to the playlist on spotify that will be linked in the description of wherever you're watching listening as well as uh, everyalbumever.com um, i'm excited to compile that list i'm excited for that hell yeah hell yeah so in- instagrams instagram that's right uh. <laughs> you can find me at pope jesse ventura and alex at mother puncture hell yeah and uh of course and once again Thank you for listening. And I'm going to close it off with one that we've spoken about. It just feels right. It feels right. It feels good. Shout out to Tony, Tony, Tony. All righty. Tony. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to close it off with from the sound of perseverance. Shocking. This is a moment of clarity. (sighs) Hell yeah. Get that solo in. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. See ya.